Good morning, everybody. We're here live. It's 8.55, right on the dot. And I'm glad that you're here. Hey, Wings of Madre. I am Natalie. Welcome. Gratefully. Good to see you every morning. Marina Gordon. Cariana. So good to see you, Cariana. So good to know you now, Cariana, up on the Upper West Side. I hope things are going well. Pat, good to see you. Vegima, Lauren Zales, good to see you. Veer's joined in. I'm going to patch Veer. Hey, Amir, good to have you here. I'm going to patch Veer in. And he's here. Waiting for Veer to... Sabinkaji. Hey, good, good morning. Hey, Kamala's here. Hey, Kamala. We were going to get dance classes with Kamala going at the Bhakti Center, and then the coronavirus hit, and we're on pause now, but... Joseph. Hey, Vera. Good morning. Good to see you. Good morning. You doing? Doing? Great to see you, buddy. Yeah, good to see you, too. Welcome. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, we're right here. Why don't you just go? You go ahead and, and launch. This is your platform for prayer. So you, you nail it. Yeah. Super grateful to be with you guys this morning and uh, just have an opportunity just to, to check in. I was reflecting mm. on prayer this morning and uh, we'll have a, a live talking about falling in love with this moment and... Um, and yeah, really going into how we can be more effective in our relationships and expressing love. That'll be happening on uh, Radhika underscore Das on his uh, Instagram page today, a friend of ours in London. And I uh, was reflecting on, on prayer this morning because he was asking to lead a prayer, lead a meditation in that Instagram live as well. And so just really uh, feeling nourished, nourished from the experience so far this morning already and excited to be able to share with you guys and connect our individual soul to the universal soul, connect our individual heart to the divine heart. Our, our soul is looking to express that love, is looking for that connection, seeking that in every moment of our life. And in prayer, we have an opportunity to just part the ways, whatever distance may be separating us from experiencing truth and deep connection to the divine, to the eternal reality that just by tapping into prayer, we can connect to that. So I'm going to close our eyes, find a comfortable seat wherever you guys are, and tap into your breath. And just feel yourself comfortable in your seat or your standing posture, wherever you are. Coming into a place of receiving, allowing for these words to enter into your consciousness and to touch your heart, to touch your soul. Prayer is an open line, just like we're tuning into this prayer online right now. We're able to, at any moment of our life, pause and tune in within our hearts. And we have the intention to connect with the divine. All it takes is a moment of surrender. And that connection is available to us. It's alive, and it gives our hearts and minds so much solace to be with you our Divine Lord, our Divine Mother, our Divine Father, to be in a living dialogue with our Divine Beloved. My Lord, I need you in my life. Please awaken Divine Knowledge within my consciousness. Free me from doubt and delusion. Help me forgive myself and anyone who has hurt me in my life. Let me be steady in happiness and distress, birth and death. Let me walk through this life.
fearless. Help me to walk through this life in a mood of nonviolence, being equal to all those that I come into contact with and satisfied of what comes of its own accord. All that I seek in my life is found in you. Let me seek you with all my life and all my soul. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Good morning. So beautiful. Happy Monday morning, Baba. Happy Monday. Is it Monday or is it Tuesday? It's Monday. I've literally lost track of time. I don't know if anybody else is that case, but like Saturday, yesterday was Sunday, and um, I had to go to the laundromat yesterday because. New York City, that's how we do it. We have a laundry mat in our building. And it was like, you know, we, we cannot, laundry cannot be canceled. And so my wife and I were asking, like, is laundry like an essential business? Like, we were wondering if they're closed or not. And I was like, they have to be. People got to do their laundry. And, and I went there and it was so crowded. And I wasn't then that I remember that it's Sunday afternoon because that's the worst time to go to a laundry mat is Sunday afternoon. And, um, and uh, but I was like, what day, the time? It's just all blurring together. I don't know if anyone else is having that experience. Yeah, the days have blurred, yeah. And so uh, <laughs> you know, we we used to, um, at the Bucky Center, we used Slack as a communication tool. And we used to just like, just only communicate with work stuff on this communication platform. But since coronavirus hits, you know, we're just, we're texting work, we're emailing, we're WhatsApp and we're calling all hours of the night, the day. It's just like all hands on deck. It's like just like throwing every convention out the window and we're just doing whatever we need to, to get going. And so anyways, standard rules aren't applying. Standard rules are not applying. Um, so yeah, I guess it is Monday morning, at least here in New York, maybe wherever else you're tuning in from. And so, uh, good morning. Welcome. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Glad that you're here. Um, I'm Doyle Grungadas. This is my good friend, Vera Budra. Vera, and how are you doing this morning, Vera? I'm doing good. You know, had a, yeah, had, had a, a beautiful morning so far. And, and um, mm. just, uh, you know, every day is different in meditation. Every day is different. And uh, today mm. I was, I was, uh, I was able to laugh at myself in a different way. I was able to laugh at how controlling the mind, you know, how controlling that my mind can be. And, uh, yeah. you know, just really want to grab onto stuff, really just want to, you know, have yeah. ideas and, you know, have a blast, you know, while I'm, I'm sitting down with the intention to connect with God. And, yeah. uh, and my, my mind is going through, you know, uh, a million uh, circumstances and situations and, and uh, mm -hmm. my intention is like, just hear this mantra, just hear this mantra, just hear this mantra. I'll say it a thousand times while, I, while I'm yeah. chanting, you know, just to remind us to just soften. I just, okay, so let, let your mind, yeah. let it come in and let it flow. Just yeah. come back to this mantra. My mind today, it was, it was busy. It was staying very, <laughs> very busy, staying very active. And, and uh, it wasn't probably until, you know, I, I meditate for about an hour and a half a day. And um, it wasn't until probably you know, an hour and 20 minutes into it that I just was like, you know what? Like, man, like I don't have, I don't even have the power to control my mind. Mm. I don't have the power to control my mind. And so, okay, if I don't have the power to control my mind, then all right, God, like, you know what? If you're going to, if you're going to allow for me to connect with you deeply in prayer and meditation, 
that is, uh, that's your gift. You know, I surrender to you because I'm, I'm not able to do it on my own. I surrender that to you. And the last 10 minutes of the meditation were just this beautiful, blissful, sweet connection. You know, mm. the first hour and 20 minutes, it was like, you know, I probably heard like 10 mantras out of the whole, <laughs> the whole time. And so, yeah, just, uh, yeah, every day is going to, going to be different. And, um, every day is going to, um, yeah, bring in a different opportunity for growth. Every day is going to bring in a, a different challenge. Um, some days we're going to be surfing. We're going to be, feel like we're surfing on a wave mm. of, of God's grace mm. and will, and we're on top of the world and we're cruising. Mm. And, and the next day, you know, we, we may not, um, we may be sitting in stagnant waters. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and it just, yeah. So I, I'm feeling, um, I'm feeling grateful that I, I have this opportunity with you and with everybody to yeah, reflect and, and to be able to see, see the opportunity, whether it's yeah. stagnant waters or it's mm. uh, depression or sadness or fear, or anxiety, the opportunity to yeah. give that as an offering to God as well and to use that as an opportunity to yeah. connect with God. Beautiful. Thanks for being vulnerable and real with us. Yeah, the, yeah. the mind is, is unwieldy at times. Anyone else out there figured out how to perfectly harness their mind? You got it under full control? <laughs> if, if, you, if you do, let us know. We'd love to hear it. Um, Krishna tells Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita that uh, um, anyone know out there, the mind is more difficult to control than even the wind. wind. Even the yeah. wind. You know what I mean? It's like imagine going out on a windy day and just holding your arms out and just like controlling the wind, you know? Krishna's mm. saying that's easier. That would be easier than controlling your mind. You know, the mind is just it's like, oh my God, jeez Louise. Mm -hmm. So somebody wrote Pranav Shala, said, ooh, I love that, give that to God too. And so it's totally true. It's Krishna saying that you know, the mind, Krishna tells us in the Bhagavad Gita, is that it's the, it, it can be our, our worst enemy or our best friend. Mm. Our worst enemy or our best friend. And we, we've been talking a lot in the last few days about bringing, bringing Krishna into all our relationships, so bringing divinity into all our relationships. Because I think anxiety comes when we think we have to figure it out. Anxiety comes when I have to figure it out, but I don't either have the strength or the time or the knowledge or the information or um, the certainty. And so there's a lot of fear and insecurity. Mm -hmm. And so that we can release that anxiety and insecurity when we start to realize that we're not alone. I mean, that's mm -hmm. kind of the one of the most comforting things you can ever hear. Like I remember when I, I, uh, when I was 18 years old, I dropped out of school and I became a monk. And for 10 years I lived as a monk and I stayed out of, I, I, I didn't go back to school until years later. And I actually went back to school when I was a monk, like eight years into being a monk or something. And I, I went to Columbia University for a semester. And I went in full robes, I had orange robes and a shaved head and a sika. And, you know, it was just, just strutting it on campus like that. You know, just, just rocking it that way, you know. And I sat in class and, and I had my first, it was like an English writing class. I had my first papers that I needed to write. I had it written a paper in, I don't know, like however long. And somebody wrote a couple of days ago on the, on the comment that, you know, I, I've known Doyle Grunga for 10 years. I, I met him 10 years ago, and that's the most I've ever heard him talk, you know, on this thing. Because I've changed as a person. I was a lot quieter kid at one point in my life. So anyway, I had to write this paper. I literally was having like panic attacks and freakouts. Like, how am I going to write a three-page paper, which now that I write, papers it's like a oh, three-page paper we're all put together mm. but it was like how do i have more than like three sentences and i was like and i had two classes and i was freaking out like oh my i can't do this mm. and so my advisor we all had advisors academic advisors 
met with all of us and sent an email out to all the students mid-semester. It was like, hey, I'm sure that you're stressed out and a lot is going on. I just want you to know that I'm here for you and you're going to get through this and everything's going to be okay. Mm. And somehow I just remember, I always remember that email like eight years later, like just, wow, someone reaching out to me who's been through it before, who's seen many students pass through this and say, you know what? All I needed to hear was somebody saying, you're not alone and you're going to be okay. Mm. And I was okay. I made it. I ended up writing a paper. And, uh, mm. But that was just a small example. But it was, just, it was just a highlight for me that, wow, I didn't, I didn't need someone to write the paper for me. I didn't need someone to drop me out of school. I, didn't need all the, I just needed someone to tell me, you're not alone and you're going to mm. be okay. And sometimes that's mm. all we need to hear and for it to yeah. be true and to know that. And Krishna is speaking to that, speaking us to that. He's sending us that email every morning, every day, <laughs> every moment. Krishna is wow. saying, you're not alone and you're going to be okay. Yeah. And it's a moment to moment practice for us to lean. We're not going to believe it every moment. I don't believe it every moment. Mm -hmm. It's not like, okay, now I need to believe that every moment, but I can start to believe it one additional moment or a few extra moments. And, and the journey of spiritual life is simply trying to get to the place where I am believing that at every moment. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take away all my fears and anxieties and, and, and doubts and worries and challenges and struggles, but it helps me navigate through them in a way where I make it out the other side. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so yeah, so we're, we're not alone. We're not, we're not, Krishna's here at every moment. And so I mean, that's, that's the spiritual journey. Yeah, go ahead, please, what do you think? Yeah, well, I love how you you connected, um, you know, you connected the mind, right? And and it the mind yes, being so difficult mind. to control. Yes, bring it back and, to the mind. Well, yeah, I mean, and just how you connected that to that story because it's so powerful. It's you know, in those moments of uncertainty, in those moments of of unclarity or not feeling that we're enough or not feeling whatever it is, in those moments that you could see, okay, on your own you know, you, you're not going to make it right on your own. Like you're, you're not getting past four sentences on the paper. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, but then, you know, okay. It's like, it's like, okay, wow. Like I have a teacher, right. I have someone who's written thousands of papers and graded thousands, thousands of papers and has tutored yeah. students and has helped facilitate them on the journey of writing papers, right. On this yeah. journey of, of, of writing and expressing yeah. in that way. And, uh, you know, okay, so if I want to control my mind, you know, is, is it something that I do on my own? You know, if I'm yeah. in that place of anxiety and fear and uncertainty, is that mm -hmm. something that I'm going to do on my own? And, yeah. and, and uh, yeah. I was thinking about that and, and just how you connected that. I think that's, that's powerful, right? Okay, actually, controlling my mind isn't something I'm going to do on my own, right? It's like... Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm struggling, right? I have a relationship with God. If it was just me and God on an island with our, with, with our, our, our meditation practice and our prayer practice, that's one thing. But, you know, while we're together, while we're in this world of connection and opportunity for connection, we're going to experience connection with God through each other. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. and, and so I, I love how you tie that together. I think that's, that's brilliant. And, mm. uh, and, and it sounds like you're able to get your papers. Uh, now I know how to write a paper. I can do it. No problem. <laughs> And you know what I, you know what I did that first semester in that paper. You know what I, you know what I did. What got me through it? Hey, Ananda, good to see you, Anandini. Um, is um, I went to the tutoring center. You know, yeah. it was the first time I ever did it, and I still remember the tutor that I met. She was a grad student, super, super helpful. 
I had to reach out to help. I had to reach out for help and I had to go and show up and be there. And, and she taught me something so valuable that I still remember for writing papers. And, it, and it, I think it applies to spiritual life. This is my, my analogy, my journey of writing, writing English papers at Columbia University, translating to my spiritual practice. Is, um, they said that in writing papers, she said, don't get stuck writing your first paragraph. Sometimes you write the first paragraph last, but sometimes you think that don't get stuck writing your first paragraph. She said, just start writing. Mm -hmm. And maybe you'll start writing your second paragraph or maybe you'll start writing your third paragraph or just, just write something down and maybe it'll mm -hmm. be useful for a later part of your paper. Like don't think you've got to write your opening sentence right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Just start writing. And she would give me exercises where I want you to start writing. And, and she'd be sitting there next to me doing some other work. And she saw me pausing. She's like, are you paused? She's like, what, are you, you're writing your first paragraph, aren't you? stop it just keep writing mm. and and i was like oh yeah for sure because immediately you think is this the perfect first sentence is this how i want to open it i don't even know how i want to open it because i haven't even written it yet so how do i right. know how i want to open it right. and so i think that sometimes there's a spiritual paralysis sometimes i was saying this yesterday to a group i had an online sangha group i was reading the first time i read srimad bhagavatam sacred literature it's such a big book. I was so intimidated by it. I literally stared at the first verse for like a month, thinking like, how am I going to, how am I even going to approach this? The you know, first like, of 18,000 verses. The first of 18,000 verses with a commentary that is like 10 pages long. I was wow. like, I was just so intimidated. And it's very like, it was very philosophical and kind of like complex. And there's a lot in there. And I was just like, I got this this like study paralysis, and mm -hmm. I think that like even even for yourself in your meditation this morning, you know, you said you're there for an hour and a half, and the first hour and twenty minutes was just like wrestling with the mind, and the last ten minutes like a connection came through, and so imagine if we determine the whole practice based on those first ten minutes, mm -hmm. and so sometimes it's like like I I I say this sometimes like we sometimes think of meditation or spiritual life as like some sort of spiritual Advil, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling depressed or I'm feeling anxiety. So let me take, what, what's the pill I could take? You know, I have a headache, so I'm gonna take an Advil for my mind. I'm feeling a stomachache, I'm gonna take a Pepto-Bizzle for my stomach. Oh, I'm feeling depressed or anxiety, let me chant a quick mantra to pull me out of it. And it's like, that's not how it always works, where we just kind of have these little spiritual rabbit feet in our pocket that we pull out. Okay, I wanna feel better. But it's, it's, it's an investment in a relation. Imagine if we treated people like that. Mm. Imagine if I treated people like that, like, oh, I want to feel better. It's like, oh, how's it going? Oh, I'm just feeling really down. I need you to lift me up. Yes, we need that. That's, that's what relationships are for. But if that's all we invest in a relationship, as I only come to you when I need something, mm -hmm. I only come when I'm looking to be brought up, that's a very one-sided relationship. And mm -hmm. so relationships require investment, mm -hmm. even when we don't feel like it, even when I don't feel like I'm getting something out of it. I'm in a, I'm in a, 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 a long-term relationship, whether it's my uh, spouse or my kids or my family or my friends. Um, I'm going to show up and invest mm -hmm. even when it's hard, even when I don't get something out of it because I, I want to be in this for the long-term. And so spiritual life is, is, is very much like that where mm -hmm. we show up even if it's like, okay, I chanted today and I still feel blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's not working. And then we move on to something else. No, we got to stick with it because the mm -hmm. returns come over time. Just like your meditation practice this morning, I think is a great example. Yeah, yeah totally. And, and what I'm hearing from that is commitment, you know, and, and I was, uh, yes. I was, 
I was reading in, in Burijan, uh, his uh, Japa book, talking about meditation. So after my meditation, I was like, you know what? Let me, uh, let me go do a little refresher. Let me, let me gather <laughs> some meditation inspiration. And, uh, and it was so, um, so beautiful. What Shula Prabhupada was saying is, you know, just right on what you're talking about right now is like commit to your practice, right? Commit, yes. to, commit to sitting down. I love it. Andy Stanley, uh, North Point Community Church, he talks about, you know, make that time like have that special yes. place you sit down each day and that special time that you sit down each day whether it's for a minute it's five minutes it's mm. ten minutes it's for an hour whatever that is and just commit to going and sitting down there for ten minutes a day for five minutes a day and over time that relationship develops right over time it's like i'm showing up to give i'm showing yes. up to connect i'm showing up to express my love express gratitude and that yes. relationship may go like this, but I'm steady in my commitment. I'm showing up yeah. steady in my commitment. So I, I love that principle um, of yeah. commitment and, mm. uh, and over time, right? Over time, okay? If, I, mm. if I'm sharing this vision with God, if I'm sharing the vision that yeah. we are yeah. falling in love, you know, that, uh -huh. and that's gonna take time. And, and I've yeah. got my crap that I've gotta clear mm. out in order to express that love. But, but we are sitting down together each day. I'm committed to falling in love with you that's why yes. i'm showing up i'm gonna feel like crap some days i'm not gonna feel like doing it some days but the commitment to that vision is what it, it keeps me coming to sit down on that mat and yeah and to be able to be able to um to be able to see that come one, one day and see those those glimpses of it throughout our practice those glimpses come you know but that, that i'm yeah. committed to this i'm committed to this love and i know that if i if i show up and i give my energy day yeah. after day it's an investment it's an investment that's going to keep on building, keep yeah, on growing. So. Totally. If a relationship isn't working, it's always two-sided. Mm -hmm. It's always my side of the street. And so if we approach, sometimes if, if that's why, I, you know, bhakti is so personal that it's, it's spiritual life, spiritual practice is a relationship. It's not just a technique or routine. Like, like you were quoting this book, Japa by Burjan Prabhu. He, said, he wrote this book about meditation practice of Japa of, of chanting. And he describes the whole thing is that it's a relate. There's these techniques, but at mm. the end of the day, it's a relationship. Just like there are techniques of relationship, things you can do to help a relationship. But at the end of the day, it's still a relationship, mm. and so it's very personal. And so, how if 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 the relation if I'm struggling in the relationship, the first place I look at is what is my partner doing wrong? No, that's not it. That's a joke. Fears <laughs> like you're blowing it. You're blowing it, Doyle. I don't know what you're reading, but you're, that's not. We're not on the same page. No, it's not. What is my partner doing? It's like. It's, it's, it's what can I adjust in myself? What, what can I do to try to improve, improve what I'm offering into this relationship and how I'm receiving what's coming into this relationship? And that's a spiritual life. That's what spiritual life is, not just a spiritual technique or a day. It's, it's, it's the yogi lifestyle. It's the bhakti lifestyle. It's a spiritual life where my entire life starts to revolve around my spiritual aspirations. Because mm. my goal is to fall in love with Krishna. My goal is to fall in love with the higher power and to have that love um, just uh, infuse every aspect of my life. And therefore, it, it redefines how I go about every activity of my day. Every activity of my day can start to become informed by my spiritual values and aspirations. Mm -hmm. um, because if I'm in a relationship, what I do will affect my ability to show up in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's almost like the accountability we create to ourselves of how we live can be a simple question of how is what I'm doing right now 
going to affect how I show up in my relationship with Krishna? Mm -hmm. How is what I'm doing right now going to affect my relationship with my japa or my kirtan or my chanting? How is this going to affect my relationship with, with myself? But when I sit down to spend some quiet time, what's going to surface up? You know, from my subconsciousness, all the music, all the movies, all the food, all the sights, all the, everything I put into my consciousness eventually re regurgitates, resurfaces back up when we sit down to pray or to meditate or to engage in, 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 in relationship, mm -hmm. you know, and so. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, you're hitting, I mean, you're hitting so many principles today. I'm just like, I'm mining. I'm, I'm mining, <laughs> I'm mining your heart right now. And, uh, and, and appreciating, yeah, yeah. yeah appreciating the, yeah. the principle of, you know, what am I, am I looking at the other person, right? Am I blaming mm. God? Am I blaming my partner? Am I blaming mm. my coworkers? Am I blaming mm. my friends? Am I, am I saying, you know what, I'm coming into this relationship and you know what, you're not pulling your end of the bargain, right? And so I'm gonna start, mm. I'm gonna stop showing up. And Deanna and I, we often talk about in our relationship, I remember having a conversation, we we're like, are we 50-50? Like, I'm 50% <laughs> responsible and you're 50% responsible, you know? We get in that place and it's like this tug of war, right? It's like, oh, but I think like, I, I'm doing my 50%, are you doing your 50%? It's like, no, like, I wanna show up 100%. Mm. I wanna do that. I wanna do that for myself. Like. That's empowering for myself. Like that's the expression of my higher consciousness. That's the expression of my heart. That's the expression of my soul. I want to show up 100% in that right frame yeah. of consciousness. Yeah. I want to do that. And so whether I'm on my mat or I'm I'm sitting down to meditate or I'm coming into a conversation with my wife, and that that you're pulling that out right now. It's like what am I coming to the table with? What is the mm. offering that I'm bringing to the table? And uh, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this beautiful. Somebody just shared in the comment, I always know when I'm not right with God, when I'm evaluating what percent my partner is doing, right? <laughs> it's so, it's so interesting. It's, it's so interesting. Like, you know, you sit down for any like relationships counseling or a couple of people ask you, are, 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 are you asking somebody else, what's, what's wrong with your relationship right now? What's the first thing somebody says? Well, they do this, 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 and this, and this. If they right. would stop this, 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 or start this, and this, things would change and be better. It's yeah. never, I've, I've never heard, I've, I've, I've never, I've never answered the question myself personally. <laughs> and I've never heard another person answer, what's wrong in your relationship? Well, I think it's me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, 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 I think it's, I think, you know, I think it's my, I think it's my passive aggressiveness. Mm. I think it's my, my selfishness. And I, I just don't respect and value my partner enough. I think that's really the issue in our relationship. You know what I mean? If, if, if I just gave that answer from the get-go, mm -hmm. the, the therapist would just be like, yeah, uh, you, you got it. Um, work on that, man. <laughs> uh, you can pay me Venmo or cash. <laughs> and so, you know what I mean? But it's, it's always oh, something else going wrong. And so I think, and I think for us to start doing that, in a loving and humble way where we're not just lashing and beating ourselves up. That's also a theme we're talking a lot about. Cause then it's the flip side is it's like, I am such a lousy partner and I'm so unlovable and so unworthy relationships. I screw everything up. It's all me. And I think that that's the, the flip side of the same um, misconception, but it's just, it, it's how can we do that in a hope giving way? in an exciting way where it's like, oh wow, I can improve my relationships. I can improve my spiritual practice 
by just becoming a little more self-aware mm. and, um, and, 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 and just inviting, inviting um, direction into my life a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. So, yes, starting with that self-awareness, starting with, okay, how can, I, um, how, can, how can I show up in a way that's really serving? How can I yeah. show up in a way that's really contributing to my relationship yes. with God, to my relationship yes. with everyone around me? And, and uh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Caroline wrote, we control the mind or solve the problem by our intelligence. But if we, don't, we can't do it by our own intelligence, then we approach a higher intelligence. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's where we started from today is that inviting um, Krishna reminding us that we're never alone. We're going to be okay because he's here with us because he's here with us. And th there were these verses from the Bhagavad Gita yesterday, Vera, that we didn't get to read that maybe we'll just read real quick today and then we can have them as a closing thought and then we can, can maybe we can speak on these verses for a few days. It's the ninth chapter, verse 30 and 31. If you um, have a copy of the Bhagavad Gita, I suggest you grab one or if you, just in general in your life, it's, it's basically a, a large email from Krishna. It's a, it's a large file. Uh, might take a little bit to download, but it's worth it. Uh, buy extra iCloud space so that you can fit it in your brain. Uh, might need to empty out a few other files in order to make room, but it's a good investment. Or you can just go to vedabase.com, V-E-D-A-B-A-S-E, Veda, V-E-D-A, Vedabase, and it's an online resource of free literature that's really beautiful. Um, but anyways, we're in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 9, verse 30 and 31. Um, and these purports are really rich, but we'll just read the verse, um, the, these two verses. Maybe you want to read these two verses, just the two verses for us, Vera. Sure. Even if one commits the most abominable action, if he's engaged in devotional service, he's to be considered saintly because he's properly situated in his determination. He quickly becomes righteous and attains lasting peace. O son of Kunti, Declare it boldly that my devotee never perishes. Mm, why don't you just read them, read them again one more time just so we can meditate on them and sink it deep. Even if one commits the most abominable action, if he is engaged in devotional service, he is to be considered saintly because he is properly situated in his determination. He quickly becomes righteous and attains lasting peace, O son of Kunti. Declare it boldly that my devotee never perishes. Mm, that's so sweet. For me, I hear that. Declare it boldly that my devotee never perishes. It's a, it's a hope, you know, mm -hmm. that we, we, uh, we, um, we're not going to, we're going to make, we're going to pull out of it. Krishna's going to pull us out of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, our saving grace is not our strength or it's not our intelligence it's not our wittiness, or it's not our, we're going to muscle through, it's our determination. Mm. Like Krishna is saying, you're going to make mistakes, mm -hmm. and that's just part of the game. Mm -hmm. but don't get too wallowed in them, because if you're sincere, you will, you will rectify the ship, and I will, I will redirect you. And so our sincerity and determination is the key. Yeah, you reminded me, I just I had written down just a, a thought, a reflection. God receives the energy and intention by which we pray and practice. And Krishna says in the back of Gita, I reciprocate with you accordingly. Yeah. He reciprocates with the state of our heart. So what's the quality of our heart? Am I yearning for that connection? When we're with, and I was thinking about it, 
when we're with a friend or when we're with a lover, right? It's the anticipation. It's the shared enthusiasm for coming together that makes it magical, right? And God's looking for that experience. God's looking for that quality of experience. What am I bringing? What am I bringing into that relationship? You know? mm, so beautiful. Thank you. A good friend at DTG shared that it takes so much effort to monitor expectations from a relationship, especially when they're not met from whom we expected. So, you know, what do I do when I'm expecting something in a relationship? I'm not getting it. It requires mm -hmm. compassion and forgiveness and daily self check-ins. I think that is mm -hmm. such a powerful uh, reminder is um, to just check in with ourselves on a regular basis. Because so much of so much of, of what the destruction that we experience in our personalized relationship is when we're reacting to things and we don't even know we're reacting to them. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, there's an expectation here that wasn't met. Just being aware of that is powerful. Mm -hmm. I expect mm -hmm. you to do this. Mm -hmm. it did. I expected that when I sat down to meditate, I would experience peace and tranquility immediately. And mm -hmm. didn't happen. I'm angry mm -hmm. about that. And therefore, because I'm angry about that, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. It's like just that self-awareness um, is powerful. And mm -hmm. so thank you for sharing that, ADT. And, and if we create space for us to continue checking in, Madhavapur put a relationship as a competition to see who can serve the other the most. Back to Tirtasomi. So sweet. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful reminder. And that's, you know, Madhavapur is touching on right now when, it, when, it, when we're looking at a relationship. And you know, we're going to talk about this more. Uh, Deanna and I are going to be starting a podcast um, mm. called Elevate. And, and the idea of the podcast is uh, we'll be starting it on Wednesday, actually, this week. And uh, there'll be a live portion. There'll be a recorded portion of it is to talk about relationships and lifestyle. And what Madhavapur is sharing right now, it's like, man, that is a vision, right? That is a vision for a relationship, yeah. right? If, if I'm coming together with somebody and... And I have that vision, but their vision is something else. So they don't even know what my vision is, which is oftentimes the case. Like we never really actually discuss what's the vision, what's the purpose, what's the deepest meaning that we're seeking in life with our partners. Then, you know, it's likely we're going to be on different pages. It's likely that expectations are going to be unmet and we're going to be missing each other and it's going to be creating conflicts. But yeah. if I'm sitting down with, with my partner and we're sharing a vision, our relationship is a competition to see who can serve the other the most. That's our vision for our relationship. That's what I'm committed to. That's what I'm going to invest in. That's what my whole lifestyle, my whole way of being, my whole way of experiencing life, my practices are going to support that vision. And it's going to be this unbelievable competition of, of uh, mm. expressing that love and, and, and competing in a loving, beautiful way to do that in our relationship. So yeah, it starts with that beautiful shared vision. Thank you, Madhavapur, for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Heart Shanti, Brajasundri, love you too. Madhavapur said, my wife is winning. <laughs> love it. Yes, yes, mine too, mine too. <laughs> yeah, winning. it's a game. It's like, it's like, oh. He's laughing I'm me. Gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the other person win. <laughs> it's like, we have to compete. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, awesome. So it's 930. Um, do yeah. you have any, any closing thoughts? Anything you want to you wanna share is something we mm. could take into our day? Um, maybe I want to hear from you. I, okay. I'm happy to, but you always have beautiful thoughts, but I'm also happy to. I, I feel like I, I've done the majority of talking, and I, oh, I want to give people a chance to, to, to glean your nuggets. All right. Okay, okay, guys. We are in a competition. Today we are in a competition with all the relationships, all the people that we interact with today is is – how we can be more loving, 
we're in that competition. Mm. They don't need to know about it. They don't need it. We don't need to come up with a shared vision is that in every relationship today, we're going to, we're going to enter that relationship saying, I'm going to, I'm going to give more love than I receive. That's my intention. Mm. I'm going to give more love than I receive. Mm. So we're all tasked. You guys up we're for it? Tasks. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your, thank you guys all so much for tuning in. Monica Puri, Sundari, Scott Bakos. I saw you up there. Amanda Stone, 153. Everybody, so, so grateful you guys are tuning in with us. We're here every morning, 9 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Also, 8.55 a.m. right before for five minutes. Your budget leads us in a beautiful prayer. And um, we're here every morning. And we want to hear from you. Please share your questions, thoughts, reflections in the comments. Or write to us on Instagram, our personal, or via email. We want to hear from you. We love you. Uh, please take care. Signing off. And Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.